0: The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the rafters? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is
2: your own city home to your biggest rival? The
0: battle of lake is real, people. And 30B is
2: still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this left on Where else is history still in the make? Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV.
3: Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Norm Hightower, part owner of Rams Talk, and I'm joined by our managing editor and part owner, Derek Ciapala. Today we're going to go over the Rams draft. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about each pick and, and how other people are grading them, as well as how we grade them, and give you our reasons why. So, Derek, how are you doing today?
1: It's a wonderful day full of joy and cheer. <laughs> So what did you think Wonderful.
3: What did you think of the Rams draft?
1: I thought it was solid. I thought it was a a stable draft. A, you know, a, a draft that really kind of met the needs of the team in in terms of the system that's being put in place by Sean McVay and Wade Phillips.
3: You know, I I I, I have to say I've seen so many haters on Facebook and Twitter and you know all these different sites and you know this this isn't the same Rams team anymore, and that's what I think people have to get stuck into their minds is, you know, it's uh, we're in a new city, which we've been there a year, but still a new city. We got a new head coach with a new offensive system, a new defensive coordinator with a new defensive system, and a whole bunch of new assistant coaches, and between draft picks and and undrafted free agents, nineteen new players. This is a new team, so I'm excited. I think they, they had a very solid draft as well. Why don't we go through each round and kind of kind of discuss our thoughts on it? Round one, I gave the Rams an A plus just because they they weren't dumb enough to trade up and go into the first round. Uh, what do you think about that?
1: <laughs> that's a good way to that's a good way to look at it. I uh, I didn't want to move up. I, I felt that they needed to stay where, where they are and find a best available player for where they were sitting in, the, in round two. So I'm glad they didn't move. I agree. It would have been stupid to move up, so I'll take the A-plus with the first round.
3: Well, and then they took uh, in round two with pick 44, which they traded back, um, which I didn't have a problem with either because it gave them an additional pick. They drafted tight end Gerald Everett from South Alabama. Uh, what did you think of that pick? and And if you would have had somebody else at that time to pick, who would you have taken?
1: Well, I wanted a safety there. Uh, I want I didn't feel like any of the receivers that were available at that moment were what I wanted um but i I feel like just looking at some film uh looking up a little bit on this guy i even though they well he's got the small hands I'm not worried about the small hands can he run a route can he catch um how how quick is he off the ball and what I like about this Joe everett is that he can do all those things, and that's the kind of player that fits in the in the McVeigh offense. I'm reading all these projections on him, you know, how he was the random reached for him going into the second round and how well he used a, a round two projection for many for many teams. I'm not worried about projections and that's going to be a common theme I think for our show today is the draft experts projected some of these players to be um lower than where the Rams got him, but I don't think that matters. I think the Rams went up for the players they felt they needed to fit their system. These are system players, and that's where you gotta go to get them, period. And Everett's that player. He's the one that they believe can be that Pro Bowl tight end, like a Jordan Reed, in the, that was in McVeigh's offense with the Redskins. And I, I gotta go with that. I, I, I like what I'm seeing out of this guy in terms of his film, and I think he'll be he's a great fit for the Rams.
3: Well, I- you know, they had many experts and, you know, our so-called experts and in, in shows and different things had the Rams in the mock draft picking Zay Jones, and uh, several other ones had them picking Juju Smith-Schuster, and I wouldn't have had a problem with either one of those picks. However, I think Zay Jones was actually a little overrated, uh, so I'm glad they didn't take him. I was surprised to see that Juju Smith-Schuster was still available, and then, was really kind of surprised they didn't take him. But in my last podcast that I did with Johnny Gomez, I talked about the fact that people shouldn't be surprised if the Rams pick a tight end with their first pick. Because I had a feeling that out of all the offense, uh, McVay was more concerned about tight end than he was anyplace else. And fortunately for me, I was right. But looking at the tight ends that were available at that time, I think a lot of people were shocked that they went with Everett Uh, I I don't have a problem with it. The other theme that the Rams kind of went with this year is small school. Uh, A lot of these guys were under the radar of some of the teams, and they spent a lot of time with these players. Looking at the film on Everett, he's fast. He runs great routes. He's a former basketball player. uh, So his measurables were, you know, I think almost on top of the chart for almost everything. I think he had like a 37-inch vertical uh you know he can go up and get a pass he can fight for it he's going to be a great red zone threat and if you watched his film the guy can break tackles and has a serious run after the catch ability so i'm i'm not disappointed in the pick at all Um, now that i kind of see how he fits with the team you know i think i think it was a good pick Uh, i went with the b for a for a draft grade on him uh just because it may have been a little tiny bit of a reach but if they liked him and they thought he wasn't going to be available at their next pick, I'm glad they took him.
1: And, you know, I've got, I'll go with, it, with a B plus, maybe an A-, minus because I felt like this was a need for them. If they were going to get that number one receiver, which I didn't see one there for them at the moment, then go get the tight end. We can't forget they let Kendricks go. So, uh those experts out there say, well, the Rams didn't have a need for a tight end on the roster. Well, they're wrong. They did have a need for a tight end in the roster, especially one who can receive. So there's Joe Everett sitting there. Uh, I like the pick. He was the best tight end on the board at the time. And uh, i got to go with a B plus, A minus for that, for that pick.
3: Well, I, I was a little bit worried. Um, they went with the tight end. So I was curious to see what they were going to do with their, their third round pick. And as you and I were talking on the phone while we were watching the draft, all of a sudden Cooper Cup's name came up and I was like, Oh my God, I can't, I forgot that he's still on the board. And so with their, you know, third round pick 69, they took wide receiver Cooper Cup out of Eastern Washington. I love this guy. This guy is. If you were to put him in any Pac-12 or any Big Ten team that has a quarterback that can throw the football, I feel like his numbers would have been just as good there as they were in the FCS schools. The guy, you know, he put 6,400, over 6,400 yards up in his four-year career. He played against guys, you know, at Oregon, Washington, you know, guys that were drafted high. You know, pick 33 was Kevin King from Washington. Pick 36 was Buda Baker. Uh, from Washington. You know, pick 46, Sidney Jones, the fourth out of Washington. And, you know, I'm a Ducks fan, and I watched him play the Ducks, and they he was destroying these backs. He's an excellent, excellent, excellent route runner. This guy runs really sharp routes. He's, he's a brainchild. This guy, after they talked to him, and, and a lot of people have said this, this guy could be a coach. He's so smart on the field. You know, everybody's talking about, I even saw some posts, you know, why'd they pick a slow white guy for a wide receiver? He's not slow. I've seen him play against fast guys. His his forty yard dash was, was a four or five something. He runs like he's more like a four three, four four guy. And I'm not hung up on a four five or four six guy anyways, because there's a lot of guys like Ricky Prohl and Steve Largent and guys like that that even Jerry Rice that weren't that fast that were great receivers. And that's because they do everything else so well. And that's who Cooper Cup is. And this pick, I'm thrilled with it. I think, you know, even if he isn't our number one receiver in the next year or two, I, I would be willing to bet that he will be our number one receiver down the road. And I'm excited to see this guy in a Rams uniform. You know, you still be on him a bit. You really got me. I was not excited about
1: that. I, I saw Juju still around at this time, and I was wanting I I wanted him. And um, when started talking to me about this, and then it jogged my memory. I was watching the uh, the semifinal game, of the semifinal playoff game between Eastern Washington and Youngstown State on TV. And I just was like, who's this guy just tearing up the Youngstown State secondary? Now, mind you, this is not a Youngstown State team that, that had a bunch of scrubs on it. They have t- two defensive ends who were drafted by the NFL teams, one queen, one of the Patriots, Rivers. And this guy is just tearing up. Youngstown State. He wants a 10 catches, 180 yards, and this is Cooper Cup. Watching the routes he's running through there, watching, going back, looking through some film about what he did against uh, the Pac-10 teams, Oregon, like you mentioned. I think this is a good pick for them. I think I'm seeing reports saying that he can go oh, a WR3. Why are, you know, I don't see that. I think, he, I think he could potentially be a WR2. I think he brings something else that you mentioned. I think he brings... That kind of coach in the field mentality. And let's not forget, I think one thing really hurt the Rams last year. The Rams got rid of players like James Laurinaitis and so on and so forth who were heading towards the downside of the career, but they were leaders for this team. The Rams were devoid of leadership last year and Cooper Cup is a guy who will bring leadership to this team. And I draft the folks who are great in these drafts, this draft, they're not going to measure that well. And so for me, this this draft pick deserves higher marks than what uh, most experts gave it.
3: Yeah, I gave it an A minus, um, and I even after watching more and going back and I mean I've recorded every Oregon Ducks game for the past three years, and I went back and watched some games where he played against the Ducks. Granted, the Ducks weren't that good last year, but the two years prior they were very good, and I went back and watched a few other games against the Huskies and and several other games. The the Rams' biggest need at wide receivers and, and the reason that Kenny Britt was our number one was he, he would catch the ball. And we've had trouble with drops and guys who can't catch the ball. If there's anybody that they could have drafted that they can guarantee is gonna catch the ball, it's Cooper Cup. On top of that, you know, I went to a few Eastern Washington games. This guy is the first guy on the field. He's the hardest working guy you'll ever get on a team. You know, he's very, very sharp in the in the in the film room and I can't speak enough about how high I am on this guy and I can't wait for him to shut up the critics uh, when he comes and plays for the Rams and and the other thing is I think he's going to make Jared Goff better because Goff needs to have guys that can run precise routes where he knows to throw the football and not have to worry about the guy going the wrong way and having somebody who's you know, got a coach like mentality and run sharp routes and can catch the football, I think he's just gonna help Goff move on to the next level. So this pick this pick is awesome and I was excited to see it. Round three, pick a ninety one, uh the Rams took the safety that you were looking for in the first round with John Johnson out of Boston College. You know, we lost T J McDonald. I don't know that we really lost him, we kinda let him go, you know, with the the issues in his personal life and and injuries and a bunch of other things that came into play and we we've talked about it for a long time that you know safety and cornerback are two of our biggest needs and I like this pick I I think Johnson was a great pick and you know in the third round they didn't reach for him in fact I think he could have gone earlier he's a guy that can that can play man to man coverage and zone coverage really well you know so that makes him a versatile player he needs to, to work a little bit on his tackling but. You know, I watched a lot of film on the guy, and obviously Coach Wade Phillips was, was high on getting him. So, you know, I, I have to give this pick an A, and I think that, that Johnson's going to bring some really good solid depth and may be able to move into a starter role, you know, in a year or two.
1: I mean, I think it happened earlier. You know, we don't really know how the safeties are going to pan out for the Rams. So he may wind up at safety. And we can't you can't forget where that you may be going next year, so on and so forth. So, like, I, I – I, I really like the idea that um, how the Rams kind of move through this, just hitting the, their knees. Tight end first in the second round, wide receiver, then safety here with John Johnson, and I think it's a great pick. I really do. Again, it, it, the, the experts who are looking at this draft and going, okay, it's C minus breeding, uh, this is a good pick for the Rams.
3: Yeah, I, I think he'll bring nothing but, but good stuff. You know, to the Rams, and and I think he's he's hungry, and you know he wants to go. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder, so I think he's going to come in and and play really hard for him. Round four, pick 117, they took wide receiver Josh Reynolds out of Texas A&M. He was a smaller school guy that transferred to Texas A&M. Guy's got a huge catch radius. He's quick. He's got hops. He can get up there and catch the ball. Um, I, I honestly think in the fourth round this was a steal, an absolute steal. Um, I had a second-round grade on him. I thought he would go up there uh, pretty high, but the wide receivers kept dropping. Even, even Juju Smith Schuster went later than most people projected him to go. And when they took Reynolds, that, and he was still available in the fourth round, I was, I was stoked. So adding him with Cup and the guys that we already have on the field, um, I think our receiving core went from being ex- really bad to pretty darn good.
1: I think it's pretty darn good if you develop him. He's got some things he needs to work on. He he's, he doesn't do well in, in short routes. He doesn't do well with his initial footwork. So I want to see um, him develop there. But the speed's there. He's, he's got great ball skills. You know, he he'll go up and get those get those passes. And we haven't really had somebody who'll go up and get passes consistently in a long time. We've had guys, you know, Kenny and Brett, for example, who will show flashes of it. This this guy could be the real deal for the Rams, and, and I look forward to seeing how well he develops, especially right off the, right off the snap.
3: Yeah, I gave an A-plus grade just for the fact that they got him, you know, with pick 117 when I thought he would go a lot earlier. I, I really think this guy's going to develop into a good player. In the fourth round with pick 125, the Rams took outside linebacker Samson Ibukam from Eastern Washington, who I've also got to watch quite a bit. This guy's fast. And I think, and I don't know if you've seen this guy, he's a physical specimen as far as, as how, how well he's cut. This guy probably doesn't have, you know, he's probably 2% body fat. The guy's ripped extremely fast. He's more of a straight line rusher, but you know he can get around. And, and I think with a little work from Wade Phillips and, and getting to work with guys like Connor Barwin and Robert Quinn, you know, there to help this kid. I think he'll develop, if, if nothing else, he's going to bring us some good depth. You know, Quinn and Barwin, Barwin being on a one-year deal, and Quinn's starting to get up there in age, so this guy might be able to come in and train under some of the best in the business and, and be able to really uh, add a lot of a lot of help to the Rams' defense in the future.
1: And I don't forget, he's he's had Ogletree, too. Ogletree was a former outside linebacker before he moved inside to middle linebacker. So there, there's a lot of people there he can learn from learn his position from
3: absolutely the other thing is you know he's he's one thing he brings to the table a lot like Cooper Cup and the fact that he's a very very hard worker and uh, watching an interview with him you know he was talking about the only guy that worked as hard as he did on the field was Cooper Cup so having two guys with a really great work ethic coming into the team with his speed and his I mean, the guy's a physical beast when you look at him. Um, you know, he's not real tall and he's not real heavy, but he's he's just built like a brick outhouse, you know. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do on the field and see if he can make the team. I gave the grade a C, by the way, for him. Uh, I think they did reach a little bit for him. But, again, it's one of those deals where, you know, obviously Wade Phillips wanted him, and they didn't want to take a chance on not getting him. And I think a few of the draft picks were – we're done that way this year, and the fact that they might have reached a little early for him, but they didn't want to take a chance of having you know to find somebody else to replace him later on if they didn't uh, they didn't take him as soon as they did. So that's why I gave him a C. Yeah, I can go with the C. I I tend not to
1: want to grade a player like him based on you know where where Uxbridge think they should have gone or so on. I, I like to think of it more along the lines of. Where does this player fit in the system that's being implemented on the team? And this Sampson is Samson is, a, is a fit for a wayfells defense. He's exactly what they want. Hard worker, a pass rusher. You know that's what they want right now. And so I, I I give it a C plus. You know because I did reach a little bit, but I'm not going to go anything lower than that because it's it was a, it was something the Rams. I think they need some depth on, and, and he'll be great on special teams, too.
3: Well, and one other thing you can do is he's he's pretty decent when you drop him back into coverage, too. So I think that brings a little versatility in with him having that ability because he's fast enough to, to cover. So with um, the sixth-round sixth pick, pick 189, the Rams took defensive tackle Tanzel Smart out of Tulane University. What did you think of him? I was surprised.
1: At first, I had to take some time to think about it and, in realizing that the Rams suddenly have lost quite a few defensive linemen in the last couple of years. And, uh, he fits the bill. Pass rusher, good instincts, has quick hands, quick feet. I, I don't know that he'll be tall enough at one, you know, or that he'll weigh enough inside in this modified 4'3, which is more of a 3'4. <laughs>
3: oh, I'm sorry, I'm laughing at you, cause how tall is Aaron Darlin?
1: Yeah, I know, I know, but <laughs> Aaron Donald is a lot more talented than what this guy is. So.
3: Yeah, but I think he brings a lot of the same things to the table. Oh yeah. And, and Fine, I,
1: cut me out. We, let's start that again. <laughs> well, I put Jeez. it.
3: I was laughing because I put in my uh, in my draft grade article that I laugh when experts say that he's too short. <laughs> and that was one of your first comments. So sorry about that. Well, it's
1: it's my first comment because he's not an Aaron Donald. He's not gonna. He's not. He's not that versatile. So let me go get the fight and make fun of I me. Mean, Jeez. Um, you know, I think. He, I think he. He'll make a roster, and he'll, I think he'll make this roster. The Rams needed some depth. They needed somebody to come in there. We've lost a lot of linemen on the defensive line over the last couple of years. We've let some go. I think he'll come cheap. He, you know, he has good footwork. He's got good hands. Um, he. He's he's got quickness to him, and they the Rams love this stuff. Even when Greg Williams is there, they love quickness on the defensive line. So with all that in mind, it looks good. There's some concerns I have for him, but I think he'll make the team. I think he'll be a valuable part of this team.
3: Yeah, I agree. He's you know he might be short, but he's he's really strong. He's quick. He does a great job of using the leverage that he has by being short, you know, to stand up tackles and, and guards and centers and push them back. You know, he's, he's primarily a three-technique guy, but, you know, him being fast and, and having – I mean, he's just a mean dude. And, and I know that uh, Wade Phillips likes guys that have a mean attitude. So his disruptive nature is, you know, with, with all the leverage and quickness and stuff he, he brings brought him a lot of consistent production at Tulane. And I think that you'll see the same thing with the Rams. I think he'll be a guy you can plug in. He'll be able to stop the run. He's going to be disruptive. He's probably only going to be um, a rotation guy for a while. He he may make, you know, first team eventually. But when you look at him as a rotation guy, bringing him in with guys like Aaron Donald and and stuff, you're gonna you're gonna see some good production out of this kid. I gave it a B minus. I think he's I think he's going to be a quality player for the Rams defense.
1: Then I'll go I'll go with a B. I think he fits except what the Rams need. I think um, it's for death purposes, for speed, pass, rush, I'll
3: give it to Well, the, and then in the sixth round, I think everybody was shocked with the 206 pick. They took fullback Sam Rogers out of Virginia Tech, and the Internet almost exploded when that pick was made. People were like, they took a fullback? What the heck? You know, again, it's a new offense, new head coach who's also the offensive coordinator, you know, so to speak. Uh, he's going to be calling the plays. And, you know, looking at the film on this guy, I can see why they picked him up. He's, he's a, it's, it's hard to even explain what he is. He's a fullback. He's, he's more like a fullback running back combination. He does a great job blocking, but he can catch the ball. He was, I guess the best term would be an all-purpose back. He was an all-purpose back. And, you know, I didn't know much about him, um, so I, I wasn't shocked that they took him, but I was a little surprised. And then I immediately went to the film and started looking at this kid, and he had tons of explosive plays um, for Virginia Tech. You know, they they did like the screen the screen wheel route with him and a few other things. And when this guy gets the ball, he's he's 120% energy going for it until somebody knocks him off. I mean, he's seems like a real quality guy. And I think that's the other thing that you're going to see about a lot of these picks is they're quality people. And I think that's part of the, the new Rams, uh, that McVay wants to, to, to put out there is quality guys, guys you don't have to worry about being in the news a lot, uh, except to show great production and, and good plays for the Rams. So, um, I, I was okay with this pick. I, I can see how they, you know, he might fit into McVay's offense. So I gave it a C.
1: Uh, I love this pick. I, I absolutely love this pick. I give it an A. And the reason why I do, I mean, I saw, I saw him play against Ohio State. I saw what he can do. Uh, I saw the way he blocks. What the Rams really have needed um, more of, in my view, are players with um, a healthy aggression. Not like the idiot uh, lack of self-discipline aggression, but healthy aggression. This is what this guy brings to the field every play, every down, whether he's going to be on special teams, whether he's a lead blocker, you know. And the Rams need more of that. They need somebody who can really, really, really hurt somebody on the field and play like it's their last game. And this is how Sam Rogers plays. And So I love the idea, you know, even if he just makes a team for special teams, I love that kind of player. They need more players like that. They've long needed more players like that. And so I'm glad they got him.
3: Yeah, I think when you go with the 21 or 22 technique where you got two tight ends and and two backs with the 22 technique and he's either blocking for Todd Gurley or they're faking a hand handoff to him and then – or faking a hand handoff to Gurley and then having him kind of shoot out off into the flat and uh, him catch the football, I think that's going to be a huge play for the Rams once they get him in the offense. The guys – The guy's a playmaker, and he's definitely tough, and he definitely loves football. And, you you know, for me, that's I love to see that. So I agree that it's a great pick. I don't know that he would have been drafted, and he may have been available as an undrafted free agent. And so that's why I gave it a C, just because it may have been a little more of a reach than than, uh, where he could have gone. But, again, if they had him as a player that they targeted, why not make sure they get him? And so, you know, I don't have a problem with that. In the seventh round, pick two thirty-four. They took defensive end Yuan Price out of University of Pittsburgh. Someone who's played with Aaron Donald before. What did you think of this pick? I
1: think it makes sense. I think it, I think it makes a lot of sense. He's missed more than two seasons with injuries, so if they got him healthy now, he could be a steal. Could he be someone who was drafted a couple rounds earlier um, than what he is now? So I, I really I really like the idea of in the seventh round. Getting somebody that Donald knows, that has the ability again to pass rush, uh, who can be explosive. You know, I I, I can go with that. And then they needed another end too. They really did need another end. Uh, they got you no know, two two defensive linemen in this draft now that can help fill out depth, and so I like it.
3: Yeah, I I had a fifth-round grade on him, um, so I I think it's a steal. I think he would have been even better than a fifth-round grade had he been able to stay healthy. Um, I could have seen him going in the second or third round if he'd have been able to stay healthy and put out the kind of production that he was able to do when he was healthy. So I don't have a problem with the pick. The guy's, again, a straight-line rusher. He's very fast and can get to the quarterback. So, you know, if this guy can stay healthy and if this guy can – can learn from some of the other players. Again, I think he's a good quality pick. I gave him a C+. Plus. I think that's a fair grade, and and I don't I don't know that he would have made it all the way to the undrafted free agent signing. So uh, you know, I I really see it as a quality pick. It is. It is. It's a quality pick, and it's
1: a pick that um, makes a lot of sense for, for this roster as it stands.
3: Well, and then they they signed eleven undrafted free agents. They they took Ishmael Adams out of uh, defensive back out of UCLA. Jared Collins, defensive back out of Arkansas. Kevin Davis, inside linebacker, Colorado State. Justin Davis, running back out of USC. Uh, Jake Eldrenkamp, uh, offensive lineman out of Washington. Uh, Anthony McMeans, offensive lineman out of New Mexico State. Uh, Johnny Munt, tight end from Oregon, who I know a lot about. Falaron uh, <laughs> Oremolade, <laughs> outside linebacker out of Dartmouth. Um, Arian Penton, defensive back from Mizzou. Casey Sales, defensive tackle from Ohio. And Dravious Wright, defensive back out of, out of uh, NC State. So I've started looking at these guys. Uh, Ishmael Adams is a, is a decent corner. Um, I, if he makes the team, it's probably going to be special teams or practice squad. Jared Collins, I like him a little more. Um, I think he's got a shot at making the team uh, as one of our last corners uh, or on special teams. Kevin Davis, uh, inside linebacker, You know, he, for, he played at Colorado State. He didn't play you know, a lot of big games, but uh, he seems like a good quality player. I like Justin Davis out of USC. I think he'll bring us some quality depth at running back. The two best undrafted free agents that they took, in my opinion, are Jake Eldrenkamp out of Washington. This guy, you give him a couple of years in, in the NFL, and he's going to be a stud. I, I think he actually makes the team. Um, so I'll predict that early. And um, Johnny Munt out of Oregon, he had an injury which slowed his production, and Farrell Cooper ended, t- ended up taking over the starting role. Um, and then Farrell got hurt, and they had to bring in a few other guys. But Johnny played quite a bit, and I honestly feel that if he can stay healthy, I think he's a better tight end than, than Hemingway in the long run. I actually think uh, he may move, move above him on the depth chart. So I was thinking the same thing. The overall grade that I gave with the the entire uh, picks that they took in the draft, and then the undrafted free agent signings that they took, I gave an overall grade me a B minus for the Rams. What what's your thoughts?
1: I think there's a lot of a lot potential for the undrafted class they brought in, and the Rams. I I know it's a different coaching staff, but they've had a tendency to find some diamonds in the secondary. With undrafted free agency, so I wouldn't be surprised if they find one there. I, I agree with you, all month I, I think that we we could be seeing Hemingway uh, saying goodbye to the Rams by the time training camp's over. So I, I I I like who they picked up. I like that they 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 found they they knew who they wanted early. Like normally, it's Sunday afternoon, late Sunday, and we're down just finding out you know who the Rams got for unsigned free agents. Did you notice the Rams knew who they were going after, and it was already public by Saturday night? No. Yeah, the media, it was out early, and I thought that was interesting to me because it just felt like for this draft overall, there was a different feel to it. And a lot of Rams fans who were online and social media, they were they were commenting as if this is just another less neat draft. What what I felt was is a focused draft on the system as to what you wanted. And even with the undrafted free agents that they were going to bring in, they knew who they were to have them identified quickly and got them signed. And I really, really appreciated that. I, I saw where they were going, but that's why I can't, I, I, I can't go against the uh, go against the idea. That this is a B, B plus, maybe A minus draft. And I also want to mention too, these same experts who are. Given the Rams, these low grades for this draft are the ones who were giving the Rams a A minus draft grades with classes that, well, basically the last three or four years have been have turned out to be mediocre.
3: Well, I think they they gave Jared Goff the tools that he needs to become what he needs to become. I mean, they drafted him first overall, so he needs to become a franchise quarterback and. I think with the draft that they made they're giving him the confidence that they're bringing in the playmakers that he needs in order to do that. A lot of people were talking about not bringing in offensive linemen, but I can tell you that bringing in, bringing in Eldrin Camp from Washington's going to be it, they could have drafted him in the 6th 7th round and I don't think anybody would have batted an eye at it. And I think I think he's going to help in the long run. You know, 2 years ago Our offensive line played pretty darn good, Uh, and they were young and and inexperienced, and last year they struggled, but uh, I, I attribute a lot of that to the fact that we didn't have an offensive coordinator and that our plays were pretty darn predictable. You and I had talked about that. While we're watching the games, we can predict what play's coming before it even happens because it was just the offense lacked so much variety. And now you're bringing in a guy like McVeigh who, you know, has obviously had great success as an offensive coordinator and he's the head coach going to be calling the plays. He's got a quarterback that has the arm and now he has the wide receivers and tight ends to throw to with an offensive line that I think is pretty darn good. You know, I, I see our, I see our offense going from last place to maybe middle of the pack, but we had an already good defense that we did lose a few playmakers on, but We brought in some quality defensive players as well. Uh, And then, of course, you know, bringing Wade Phillips in, you know, I could see our our defense still being top 10. So you take a top 10 defense with a, you know, a 15th ranked, you know, right middle of the pack, 15th, 16th ranked uh, offense, and we're a whole lot better team than we were. So, and that's just year one. So I I really think they did what they needed to do, and they got the players they wanted to, to get them to the playoffs. If not this year, maybe next year. Well,
0: what
1: it was, you know, most of all was, you know, just these players that they picked up fit. They fit, and it bothers me that there is such a lack of foresight from these draft experts out there who don't notice the fit. I know you're like you mentioned the offensive line. What that told me was the Rams have faith in their offensive line coach Aaron Cromer to go in there and. Shore up that line, get these guys ready to go. They they went and got extra receivers, and now they have a a, a, a ridiculous amount of receivers in the roster now. Well, what that tells me is they don't have faith in the receivers they have, or probably going to see some people walking. The receivers they have now with this draft are much more, they're more diverse. Yeah. The skill sets are diverse. And before, you had a lot of guys who did the same darn thing. That's not going to happen next year. And so I look at this as a shift in strategy and it doesn't look good on first sight. but when you look at where they're going with it, it all makes sense.
3: Well, I got to admit, it pisses me off when I see draft experts and all these guys come on and say, you know, they give an early 2018 draft projection and there's, they're drafting a quarterback in the first round because golf's not going to make it. Well, first of all, Goff didn't get to play till the second half of the season. Second of all, we couldn't run the football for the life of us, and I don't blame that on Gurley, and I don't blame that on our offensive line. I blame it on our offensive coordinator. And when you can't run the football, you certainly can't pass the football because it's too easy to predict what's going to happen. So they're going to come at you with everything they've got. And I saw some really good things out of Goff last year. Sure, there were bad ones, but there were some good things. And the Rams didn't have – the offensive coordinator or the offensive line that the Philadelphia Eagles had last year with Carson Wentz and Carson Wentz came in and played, you know, played good, but he wasn't great. And, you know, he was only one pick behind golf. I, I just see, I see McVay doing what he needs to do to make golf successful. And, you know, the fact that guys are already saying that they're going to draft a new quarterback next year because golf's not going to make it, it really pisses me off. So I'm hoping that McVeigh, Goff, and everybody just proves them all wrong. If they can finish with a, you know, with a positive side on the win column this year, um, which would be asking an awful lot for a first-year coach. But I'd love to see them come in and go nine and seven. I'd love it. I'd be I'd be thrilled with that. But I'd even be thrilled with an eight and eight. And I know most people would yell at me for that. But first-year coach, you know, first year being with the team. First year implementing his offense, first year putting in the new defense. I mean, if they can finish five hundred or above, they're doing great. So I, well, I don't I don't give him a chance. I don't <laughs> think
1: so at all. Honestly, I mean we this he hasn't finished five hundred since two thousand six. So to me eight and eight was something that even Jeff Fisher couldn't do. So eight and eight, I'll take it. I'll be excited, you know, to to see him develop on on the way to eight and eight you know and i i i i'm i'm with you i saw these draft these mock drafts of the rams picking second third or fourth And i was just, are you kidding me and they're picking a quarterback are you kidding me no i don't i just don't see there's, there there is too much talent on the team for that yeah, There really is
3: i i agree i mean there were other teams that had i mean i think uh and i hate i hate to say it cuz i don't like the 49ers but i think Lynch had a great first draft for for being a new GM and San Francisco is going to be tough eventually as well. But we're used to that. I mean, we're used to having teams that are tough in our division with the Seahawks and the Cardinals, you know, the Cardinals moved in front of us to take Buda Baker just because I think they were worried that the Rams are going to take him. And, you know, uh, we play quality opponents all year long. And I, I, I can only see this team getting better. And I love the new culture. That McVay is bringing in, he's bringing in quality players that have a quality background and are quality guys in their personal lives. And uh, you know, I, I can see two, three years this team being in the playoffs for sure. But you know, if they have a, a phenomenal year this year, it's even possible.
1: Yeah, but you know, then you think they have to they have to fight a battle for LA now too. Yeah. yeah and the Rams really they, they really kind of blew it that first year, going four twelve. You know, blowing they really blew an opportunity to make a dent in that fan base out there in SoCal. And now you have the chargers there in LA and Oakland is moving to, let's say that's three hours closer than it was before. than they were before. So, you know, the Rams it's on them now to get this
3: together. I agree. Let's hope they do it. I mean, I hope they do. Well, I think that'll wrap it up. Um, for now we can, uh, we'll come back and do, uh, another podcast when OTAs and what spring practices and all those things start happening as the news comes in we'll we'll give you some insight on what we think players are doing and talk about who we think is going to make the team and and so forth so thanks for joining us today and uh, we look forward to talking to you next time